Welcome, everyone, and I am Sarah Evers-Conrad. I am Megan Scharfenberg. And you are listening to the Pony Club podcast for the month of October 2022. So yes, you all are hearing new voices to the Pony Club podcast, and that is because both Megan and I are new to the national office staff at the United States Pony Clubs in Lexington, Kentucky. So to kick this off, we want you to get to know us a little bit, as you'll hear our voices each podcast episode as we introduce some interesting guests from the world of Pony Club. But first... Our guest for this month's episode is Alyssa Sands, USPC Systems Administrator and Content Manager, and a Pony Club graduate who is now striving to become a Chief Horse Management Judge. You've probably seen her judging a rally, or at the 2022 USPC Championships West, or at last year's festival in Lexington, Kentucky. This month's episode is brought to you by Ohio University. Are you looking to turn your love of horses into a career? If so, Ohio University has a flexible and affordable way to help make that happen. With Ohio's online equine studies program, you'll take 15-week courses that deliver a solid foundation in the basics before choosing a path of study tailored to your individual needs, all online on your schedule. In the end, you'll have an Associate of Applied Science degree and the sort of training that today's employers are looking for. To learn more about Ohio's online equine studies program, visit ohio.edu slash pony dash club. So to tell you a little bit about me, I'm Sarah, and I am the new marketing and communications director as of April at USPC. Before my time here, I worked at Horse Illustrated and Young Rider. I've owned my own marketing and content agency. I've worked as director of e-communications for the United States Equestrian Federation and worked on staff at The Horse, which is actually one of Pony Club's corporate sponsors. While I don't have a horse now, I have ridden since I was 10, off and on, and I've competed for the Intercollegiate Horse Show Association when I was attending college and journalism school at Western Kentucky University. So I rode on the hunt seat, stock seat teams, and I learned some reining while I was there, but mostly I was a hunter-jumper. I also owned an Arabian for nine years, or maybe she owned me, I'm not sure, and now I am thrilled to be part of the world of Pony Club, and so is Megan, our new marketing and instruction coordinator. Megan, why don't you tell your listeners a little bit about yourself? I graduated from Lakeer College in May of this year with a Bachelor's of Science in Equine Business Management and Marketing. I've been writing for about 10 years now, and I've tried a little bit of everything, but I fell in love with dressage and have been focusing on that mainly for the past six or so years. I'm brand new to Pony Club, but I did participate in 4-H and FFA throughout my youth, um, so that gives me a strong agricultural background, and I'm super excited to get to experience everything that Pony Club has to offer. So as the new staff in the marketing department, the cool part is that we got to go and have our first experience, first major experience at a Pony Club event at the USPC Championships East. So both Megan and I attended, and you may have seen us in Shop Pony Club at Tryon. <clears throat> Megan, what was your 
kind of favorite part or like a part of the championships that kind of stood out to you? Um, well, first of all, I loved meeting all the kids that came into the store. Um, all the members, not just kids, the adults, the members, the parents, the volunteers, everybody that came in and said hi at the store, loved meeting everyone. Um, I also thought it was so cool how at championships, um, kids come together, uh, from different, um, places and work together on the same team. Um, the camaraderie that I saw at championships was really, really awesome, um, and I just think it's so neat how they can all come together, even though they've never met before and just work together to have like a great experience. Yeah. One of my favorite parts was getting to see all the different disciplines and you could go kind of ring to ring and go around the facility and see all the different competitions going on. And I had never seen mounted games or Tet. And so that was really neat to have that also there and just all the enthusiasm, I think. I've never experienced that much enthusiasm at an event. So that was really neat. Yeah. Everybody was so excited to be there. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad we got to go and I'm sure the members will see us at other events around. We're going to bring on our first guest. Horse nerd, emphasis on the nerd, from not-so-great Hunter Princess to USPC member and now USPC Systems Administrator, Alyssa grew up with horses and has taken her love of technology and equines to new places she never dreamed. She earned her C2HM and a C2 in eventing with Bluegrass Pony Club in the Mid-South region. She is currently a provisional horse management judge and now part of the national office staff. Well, welcome, Alyssa, to the podcast. I'm happy, happy to be here with you guys today. Alyssa, can you tell us about your horse or any particular horses that made an impact on you? Um, sure. So I've had several horses in my in, throughout my riding career. Um, I, my parents thought that it would be really fitting my very first horse, uh, to provide me with a Shetland pony stallion. Um, they thought that that would be an excellent, uh, first experience for somebody who was, you know, four or five years old. Oh no. Um, he, he was an absolute little tyrant and, uh, taught me how to fall off, uh, more than anything else. I think. Unfortunately, um, a skill we all learn. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me about it. And it doesn't ever go in, it doesn't ever go away. <laughs> right. Um, but I think out of all of the horses that I've had throughout my riding career, probably my the one that's taught me the most um would have to be uh my big gray thoroughbred Del Rey. Um so he was ironically a horse that my mom ended up galloping when she was on the racetrack. And she jokingly told his owners that she loved him so much that when he got ready to retire, that they just needed to contact her and uh, she would love to have him. So we moved to Kentucky in 1995 by way of Oklahoma through or from Louisiana. Um, both of my parents worked on the racetrack. They were both assistant trainers. They both galloped racehorses in the mornings. Um, and 
followed the horses to Kentucky basically. And then I want to say it was like a couple of months after we had bought our, our house out in Sadieville. Um, we didn't have a fence. We didn't have a shed. We didn't have a barn. We had nothing. And uh, Delray's previous owners called my mom and said, where are we sending this horse? Um, they had actually, they had a semi lined up to bring him wherever we told him or wherever they told him that he needed to go from uh, cow farm in Texas. So he showed up in, I want to say September or October of uh, 95. And he was just, he was one of those horses that it took a special personality to get along with him. And I was not that person. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, he was, he was very much my mom's horse. Um, she, she loved him to bits. He had a very difficult personality and he had a uh, hate, hate relationship with me and my dad for a very, very long time. Um, and when my horse at the time, uh, pretty much indefinitely had to be retired. He had a reoccurring uh, or a recurring lameness issue that we couldn't, we couldn't seem to get a handle on. And he ended up just being pasture sound. And it was either learn to cooperate with the big gray beast or not ride. So um, that horse pretty much took me from beginner novice through, I ran one training on him and he taught me so much about what it means to be able to figure a horse out and just, uh, not every horse is going to be the same and you, you have to learn their quirks and you have to learn how to ride them and how to, how to deal with those individually, because he was very, um, he was very opinionated. And if you didn't do things the way that he thought they should be done, he was not going to do them and you were going to end up on the ground. Um, so he, he probably taught me more than any other horse that I've ever had. Uh, he's one of those that knowing what I know now, I wish I could have him back as like a seven or eight year old. Um, but he was just, he was amazing. He was the coolest thing and would, would jump the moon if you put it in front of him. But uh, dressage. Yeah, no, no, thanks. Um, we did event and we did squeeze through dressage tests, but they were never very pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, what made you, uh, decide to join pony club back in 2006? Didn't really happen until I was in my teens and the instructor of the barn that I rode at then, um, Nori Sheffel and Sheffel Ridge farm, she had kind of gotten together with some other parents of a lot of her, her students and they had all kind of decided, well, we're going to, we're going to start a club. Um, and you know, we wanted to be able to offer the, the pony club curriculum. So, so they got registered and Nori basically, it was a, it was a non-negotiable. She said, we have a club here now, so you're going to be a member. Um, so I joined when bluegrass started in 2006 um, I was one of the first members of the club and there was a core group of maybe 15 of us. Um, and it, it did take me a little while to kind of get my head around, you know, pony club is a little bit different and riding with a more structured program. And, uh, but I had a lot of fun with it and, and thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I took my first, I never got to be a D. Um, we kind of, we, we did these big certifications when everybody started where we got assessed at, at our current level and they said, okay, this is what we think you should, should test to. So I took basically the, 
the D1, D2, D3, and C1 all in the span of a weekend. <laughs> well, that so, was probably thanks never, to Del Rey. Uh, you everything. Actually, he was not. Um, I never did Pony Club on him, actually. No, but he, before that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was That was totally... That totally had a lot to do with him. I actually did my very first certifications on a 14-hand Welsh cross pony whose name is Just G, um, who was a phenomenal pony. And I'd only owned him, I'd only owned him for about a week before I took my C1 on him. So oh wow. <laughs> that was great fun. Wow. <laughs> well, it must have worked out. Um, so you've also been studying to become a chief horse management judge. What has that process been like and what made you want to do that? So I've, I've, I think in some deep seated fascination, I've always had some kind of love for just the, the management and care of horses. Um, I think that kind of started before pony club. Uh, my mom and dad have always kind of taught me that, you know, you take care of them first and, and their needs come before yours. So it was kind of a natural progression. I think, um, when I first started pony club, I wasn't, I didn't really understand like why we had to have all of this horse management stuff and why we had to, had to jump through all these hoops. It felt like, um, but as I got older and as I progressed, uh, through the certifications, it, it all really started to make sense. So, I actually started learning to be a horse management judge while I was still a member. Um, and it was a huge eye opener. I was invited to come and be an assistant horse management judge at the, at a mid South regional rally. And it was really interesting because you see horse management from a membership perspective. And then they ask you to come, come judge other members based on the standards and you learn a lot. Um, you actually really learn more on the judging side, I feel like, than you do on the on the member side of things. Um, and I've always taken my judging perspective from the membership side of things because I know as a member how things go and now I know what what to look for as a judge. Um, so I assisted for probably two or three years while I was still a member, and I was able to take all of that knowledge back. And when I competed as a member, I knew what the judges were looking for. Um, so it was much easier for me to translate things. And, and my horse management scores actually got a lot better after I started judging. Um, but from there, it was, it was more of a, a couple of chiefs that I've worked with for, for a long time that have known me as a member. And then as an assistant kind of said, Hey, we think that you would, you would make a really good chief. Why don't you why don't you do the application? Uh, so I got on the website and I went through the whole application process uh, to become a chief. You have to have recommendations. Um, you have to have a pony club, a working knowledge of pony club um, and, and quite a bit of, of horse knowledge. Um, so I went through all of that process, got accepted by the committee. And now uh, for the second time around, the first time around, I, I started working on my chief status back in uh, 2016, I believe, 2014 or 2016, somewhere in there. Um, and life kind of got in the way. So I had to I had to take a step back. I was still trying to decide what I wanted to do with myself. Um, so now I've I've 
come back to it um, and actually just completed one of my first provisional rallies this time around this past weekend at Mid-South's to Triathlon Rally. Super fun weekend. Um, But I'm working toward getting my chief status and, and having hopefully having all of that wrapped up by next summer. That's so cool. Um, so I know you mentioned a little bit, uh, about like what it takes to become a horse management judge, but can you tell us a little bit more of like the whole process that you have to go through? You start out as an assistant, um, or a junior HM. So we, what we do or what we've done in the past with, uh, Mid-South members is we've, we've, uh, approached members who are, quite good at horse management who, uh, have shown that, that horse management is really, a, a strong point of theirs. And we, we have approached them and said, you know, we really think that you would make an excellent horse management judge. So we, we bring them in and start training them as juniors. And then, uh, once they go through kind of, they work a couple of rallies and you learn how to do, um, required equipment checks and how to do, uh, first setup and safety checks. And, all of these things uh, that we look for are actually outlined in the horse management handbook. Um, so our members are able to go and they're able to look at, at these checklists that we ask them to present all of these items at, at a rally. So we will usually pair up a junior or an assistant with a more experienced, uh, either a more experienced assistant or another chief and have them kind of go through the whole process. Um, And once you've stepped through all of those things, so you've learned how to do required equipment checks, you've learned how to do first setup and safeties and what to look for, uh, you start doing turnout inspections, um, and then just general kind of keeping an eye on the barn and it's, and it's daily working. So making sure that, you know, horses aren't tied to stall doors or that there are just generally safe horse management practices going on throughout the rally. Once you've done that a couple of times, um, if you're so inclined uh, after becoming an assistant horse management judge, you can then apply to become a chief. Um, And and that process really starts on the Pony Club website. There's uh, a lot of really good information on the chief horse management page um, about, you know, the process for applying, talking to your HMO, talking to your RS. Uh, there are some age restrictions. Um, you do have to be at least 24 years old to apply to become a chief. Um, and you do have to have kind of a working current knowledge of the horse management handbook. Um, once you uh, have applied, if your application is accepted, then there's a whole nother set of, of things that you have to go through. You have to chief a rally in your region that has at least 10 teams and that has um is dressage, show jumping, or eventing. It's one of our, our core three disciplines, basically. And there's a whole bunch of other things that you kind of have to tick off uh, in this process of becoming a full chief. Um, I am currently kind of in the in the process of I need to do one more out-of-region rally um, and that meets that criteria of being a uh, an eventing or show jumping or dressage rally and that it has at least 10 teams. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting that knocked out the next couple of months. I was hoping to do it in October, but it doesn't look like things are going to pan out that way for me. Um, but once I've kind of, once I've 
done through that, done that, then all of my um, mentor chiefs who have done, excuse me, their evaluations of me at these rallies that all gets submitted back to the horse management committee. And then they review it all and decide, you know, whether I've made the cut, so to speak, uh, to be a chief. And then from there, I get to travel all over the country and chief rallies throughout the year for different regions. Sounds like a a really involved process to make sure we have some uh, really great judges who are very versed in in what they're doing and have gotten a lot of practice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. um, Especially when we can get like, I know right now we've got a couple of members um, in the region in mid South that are coming on as assistant horse management judges and they've been members for a long time. So it's really great to see them come to more of the the volunteer leadership side, because not only are we there as, as judges, we're also there to teach at the same time. It's not necessarily about looking at it and telling you, Oh, you did this wrong and you did this wrong. and You did this wrong. It's more of an educational experience for the members. Um, I always like to ask, you know, why do you, why are you doing this this way? What, what makes you, um, what makes you want to do it this way versus some other way? Can you explain to me, you know, why you, why your horse gets such and such in its feed or, or whatnot? It's always a great, uh, education and teaching piece as well. And I've, I've started to see a lot of our, our members here in the Mid-South region shine with it because they kind of take ownership of their horse management then when we ask them all these questions. And it's, it's really great to see. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've seen you in action uh, do that at the Mid-South rally when we got to hang out with you a little bit on the mm-hmm. backside. Um, so with all that you've done in Pony Club, what's been your favorite part about it? I think my favorite part at the moment is judging horse management, um, especially for our lower level uh, members. I love getting to teach our D1s, D2s, D3s, something new. Um, it's it's also great fun to be able to teach some of our upper level members things that, that they don't know. Um, it's, it's always great to hear their knowledge too. Um, I've always enjoyed that part of it. They, uh, they always, they astound me sometimes with, with their knowledge or their ideas. Um, and it's always a great reminder that not everybody does everything the same way. Um, and just because, you know, I may do something with my horses a certain way, doesn't mean that it's necessarily a right or wrong way. It's just a different way than somebody else does. Um, one of the biggest things that I remember as a member of Pony Club, I learned at a very, very young age to do standing bandages, um, growing up on the racetrack and having parents that were on the racetrack a lot. And we had, we had thoroughbreds at home and leg injuries for whatever reason seemed to be very prevalent. Um, so I learned at a young age how to do a standing wrap. And when I came into Pony Club, I learned that the way that I do a standing wrap is not the same way that Pony Club does a standing wrap. But at the time, things were also changing um, in the way that Pony Club did things. And I was able to have some really good conversations, even as a young adult, uh, to explain, you know, this is how I do it. And this is why I do it this way. Um, And it really taught me a lot of self-confidence. 
So that's, that's what I love to see in our members when, when we talk about, you know, why do you do things this way? I love to see that they can explain and tell me a little bit about their horses and why they do things the way they do. I think it's so great that you bring up that point about, um, you said, you know, you may do things differently than, than some other people were raised to do things with your Mm -hmm. history of the racetrack, but we still, you know, we don't discourage people from learning the way they learn. Um, we have a standard that they hold themselves to, but you can achieve that in many different ways. And I think that's such a great part of pony club. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I was actually able to take a lot of knowledge from my parents and, you know, being on the racetrack and stuff, I was able to take a lot of that knowledge and apply it to my pony club certifications. Um, and, and it was, it was great because I learned it all at such a young age that I learned it differently than reading through a manual or or being taught that in pony club, but, but I knew it. So it was really cool to be able to apply that, um, and move forward with it. I'm actually contemplating, um, in the next year rejoining as a national member purely just to take my HB certification. Um, that was a, a certification that I didn't quite get to when I was a member. And now that we've, um, now that Pony Club is open to, to all ages, I've, I've been contemplating that for the last couple of years, actually. So that's another one of those, I've learned a lot being in this, in this role and as a chief and learning from members that now I feel comfortable enough that I could come back and take that certification. You've shared a lot of great moments with us about your experiences with Pony Club, but what has been your favorite Pony Club memory? I <laughs> I think my favorite Pony Club memory, and it's not even, it's not even of me as a member. It was like one of the very first times that I assisted um, at a rally to judge horse management. I was doing a turnout inspection for a Mid-South Games rally, and Mid-South has traditionally done their games rallies in in either at this point it was early March. So it was, it was really cold and it's really early in the season and we have a lot of new members and a lot of times that's going to be, that's their first rally in our region. Um, so I was doing a turnout inspection for this young lady and she was an absolute blast to have in the barns, but she came up to me and she was super excited to tell me all about herself and all about her pony and what they did and just all of this fun stuff about them. Um, And we, you know, we're talking and I'm doing her turnout inspection and I get to her bridle and I looked at her and I, something was just not quite right. And I asked her, I said, uh, so can you tell me about your bridle and and who did you uh, clean your own tap? Do you do, did you do this yourself? And she goes, I totally did. I, I took it all apart again this morning and I cleaned it and I put it all back together all by myself. I didn't have any help from mom or dad. I didn't have any help from my C advisor. And she was just like beside herself proud that she had accomplished this thing. I told her, I said, could you, can you look at your bridal and can you tell me there might be something wrong with it? And she did. And she, she looks at it and it takes her a minute. And you could see the realization just dawn on her. And she goes, my bits on upside down. Oh, no. So so this (laughs) super sweet kid, she had a Pelham on her on her games pony. 
Um, and, and you can imagine for, for those of you that, that know what a pelham is, if you put it on upside down, it's, it's pretty obvious <laughs> that something's not right. Um, so we had a really good laugh about it and, and, you know, sent her back to the, back to their stalls so that she could fix it. And her C advisor came to me afterwards and, and told me, you know, she was so proud. She wanted to do it all by herself. And I, I was going to let her, and I knew I saw what she had done, but she didn't want any help. And she was very adamant that she could put it together by herself. So I let her do it. And it was all I could do just to, just to let her have her moment. And I said, no, that's exactly, that's perfect because now she's learned and she will never put a bit on upside down ever again. And she left laughing and it was, it was great fun. She came back and she goes, I fixed it and I'm going to have breaks now. Uh, apparently <laughs> this is very speedy. <laughs> so, but that's like one of my favorite memories because the sheer joy and, um, sense of accomplishment that this child had when she came to me, she had done this all by herself. And even though she'd done it wrong and she, she totally knew that she had once I pointed it out the, to see the, the sheer joy that she had in telling me that she did this all by herself was just, that was the moment where I was like, yeah, this is, this is my jam. I love this. This is great. (laughs) Well, and sometimes, you know, we, we don't learn from doing things perfectly we learn from the little mistakes that we make. Right, right. Um, and we actually, we had a, a kiddo this weekend uh, who was stinking adorable and had one of the largest horses in the barns. And I, she she came up to me before rally had even started. She had no idea that I was her horse management judge or, or anything. She just marched up to me and she said, she intru- introduced herself and she said, do you want to meet my horse? And I said, sure. Why not? Where is he? She goes, he's in the stall right behind your, your judge's table. And I said, okay, well, let's go meet him. And then she, she looks at me and he, she goes, he likes cookies. Do you want to give him a cookie? So we, we had a great weekend. I fed this horse many, many cookies, but the fact that, that pony club creates these young individuals who are, who are just so forward and so fanatical about their their animals and they want to tell you all about them because every single member this weekend wanted to tell me all about their horses and how old they were and how they took care of them every day and they did everything on their own and they had just achieved such and such certification and they were working towards their next one it was absolutely great it's it's super super cool and you you know what stands out with to me with that is that as a mom of an 11 year old a lot of times kids are so intimidated just to talk to adults, but I've noticed that know. You know, all of these kids in, you know, like we said, Pony Club is not just kids, but a large majority of it, that's where it's got its foundation is kids. And they're so comfortable talking with just, you know, adults and, and having any kind of conversation, usually about horses. And it just makes them so such good they're little very, conversationalists. They're very confident. Mm-hmm. If, yes. if that's one thing that I got out of Pony Club as a member, I am so much more confident um, now in public speaking and engaging with other individuals. It, it does, not only does, you know, it teach you, you learn to ride and you learn to take care of your horses, but you also learn all of these other pieces that, that, 
help you through all the rest of your life. It's, I, I don't think that I would have been as, or I don't think that I would be as much of a functional as adult as I am mm-hmm. <laughs> without having been in pony clubs. So well, it, it and really the, does. The speaking part, um, as a, an adult, I used to be terrified of, of public speaking, kind of had to do some things and, and get over that. I did Toastmasters, so another good organization for that. But to learn that as a youth um, mm-hmm. through an organization like Pony Club can make a huge difference because I've learned that that is one of the best skills to have is public speaking skills. So, mm-hmm. well, you also have an ad- additional qualifications beyond just being a member, being a, a graduate, and then being working towards uh, chief horse management judge, you also are on the national office staff. So how did you come to work in the national office? So I've had two different stints um, in the national office. I I have to uh, thank a million times over our director of regional administration, um, Carol Wilson. Carol has known me since I was about five years old. so I'm sure she has some very interesting stories that she could tell you about my early, early riding days. Um, but when I had turned 16 and I was looking for my first job, she actually uh, reached out and she said, hey, we have this intern position at the Pony Club National Office. Um, and I know you're a Pony Club member and, and this might, you know, be a really good opportunity for you. So I came to work uh, originally in the in December of 2006, I think. So it was just after I had joined Pony Club. Um, and I came on board as, uh, as an intern to do some data entry on a project called the Lost Alumni Project. Um, and did a lot of work on some of our, our historical records and working on helping getting all of that added to the database. And then it kind of progressed from there. Um, at the time, the um, individual who was working in the bookstore was, or one of the individuals who was working in the bookstore as the assistant had had some changes of plans um, and her position opened up. And I just had casually kind of said, hey, you know, I'd really, I'd, I'd be really interested in doing that job. Um, so the, the bookstore assistant position kind of became my second home in Pony Club. And I spent the better part of seven years as the bookstore assistant. Um, so a lot of people that are, a lot of our listeners have probably met me at one point or another. Um, when I was very young and very fresh faced, I've, I've been to championships and convention. It was, uh, it was called annual meeting then. Um, but I've been there in a lot of capacities. And then I had to step away for a little while, wanted to focus on finishing college and kind of decide what I wanted to do with myself. Um, and then lo and behold, six years later, I found myself back here as the office administrator and have now since graduated into being the systems administrator, basically handling everything from the database to the website. So uh, been been back for almost three years at this point and have loved every minute of it. I have I've missed my Pony Club family and I'm quite glad to be back. <laughs> And you are our lifesaver when we have anything tech go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I I try to be anyway. (laughs) We wouldn't function without you, truly. (laughs) Yes. 
Well, I appreciate, I appreciate that. (laughs) So I know you've spoken a lot on your, uh, your parents and your own uh, upbringing on the track and, and with thoroughbreds throughout most of your life. Um, have you ever thought of competing in the retired racehorse projects thoroughbred makeover, which is actually coming up uh, here soon to be hosted at the horse park? I have. Um, so when I was actively riding, um, most of my thoroughbreds were were off the track. Uh, my family had a lot of connections to a lot of trainers and a lot of farms that they would have horses that either they were done with their racing career or they just weren't quite cut out to run really fast on a racetrack. Um, so it seemed like pretty much I, I cycled through several, um, off the track thoroughbreds. And at that point in time, uh, the retired racehorse project wasn't a thing that, that wasn't anything that I was, was able to do. Um, so now that it has come along, I do currently have a three-year-old off the track thoroughbred that I've I've been working with for a little while um, and did contemplate doing RRP with him this year. We've had a couple of setbacks um, that haven't really allowed for it. And then, you know, time, time is, is uh, very limited <laughs> at the moment. So it, it is something that I would really, really love to be able to do one day. I've had a lot of friends that have uh, taken on projects to compete in it and have told me what a wonderful, wonderful uh, experience it is. Um, I actually have a couple of friends who are working with project horses to take this year. So it'll be really cool to get to come and see them and watch how their horses progress. Um, but yeah, it, it is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart in a way, because that's what I grew up with. Um, a lot of the friends and stuff that I rode with as a kid, they had, you know, some super fancy horses that were, that were, um, trained and, and I don't want to call them made horses, but they, you know, were, were very well educated mounts. Um, and all of mine came off of the racetrack. So, I learned a lot as they learned and I learned to teach them how to not run really fast to the left. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they hold a, a very special place in my heart and I, I've always loved getting to watch them compete. And especially after they've had wonderful careers as racehorses and they come off and get to do something else. So it's super fun to see. So uh, I do have another question for you. I heard at championships of an award called the Scandalously Dandy Award. Um, That was something you started, correct? Yes, it was. Um, (laughs) So Scandalously Dandy, uh, good old dandy horse. Um, So that award is actually named after my last eventing partner. Um, He was he and I did our very last pony club hoorah in uh festival in 2014 here at the Kentucky horse park. Um, we did eventing championships and that award stems from years and years of having white horses to turn out for pony club competitions. Um, and everybody that has, has done a turnout inspection or for, for those of you that haven't and don't know what that is, um, it's, it's basically you present yourself and your horse to your current certification standard. So at the time I was competing as a C2 and white horses need to be white. 
So there were lots and lots of hours spent in the wash rack scrubbing because this particular horse liked to use his poop as a pillow. So there were, there were many rallies that I would go to that I, I knew when I got to the barn at six, six o'clock when they opened that I was going to find a white horse with a green head. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this award kind of came about from all the years of, of basically having to work my butt off to present the best of myself and my horse. Um, and it's an award that's given uh, to the competitor and horse pair who are the best presented at horse inspection, which is a little bit different than your turnout inspection. Um, your horse inspection is basically your jog out for soundness. And it's also the first impression that you have on your crown jury for any discipline that you participate in pony club. So I know a lot of people kind of perceive it as, oh, well, I'm just jogging my pony for, for the vet and the, the ground jury to make sure that he's sound and fit to compete. But really, that's your first opportunity to present yourself um, to your judges. So I kind of look at it like a, uh, a mini Land Rover horse inspection. Um, and, and that I was always taught that if you were going to uh, do any kind of presentation to anyone, that you turned yourself out to the best of your ability. So that's kind of where that award stemmed from. Um, I wanted to reward those members who go that extra mile for turnouts, who, who do that extra little bit of uh, scrubbing for their horse inspections to, to make sure, you know, some of the members braid and some of them dress to the nines and you know they just they they make it all about the presentation of this is me and this is my horse and this is the first time you get to see us so I just kind of thought about it from all the hours and hours that I put in keeping these white horses clean to to give something back to those other members who put that same amount of effort in well, I know a lot of the members definitely appreciated when that award was given out and you could see the excitement on the winner's face every time. So to kind of see that special award being given out was really a cool uh, process for me when I was watching the awards at championships. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a special award in a way. Um just because you can have, and this is totally coming from experience, you can have the absolute worst rally of, of your life. You can fall off. You can be eliminated in, in every single round. You can have just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even begin to tell you some of the things that have happened at rally to me. And, but you can still always present yourself and your horse to the best of your ability. That, that is something that is completely and totally under your control. And it's, it's something that should be rewarded. I feel like you can have the, the worst day, but if you turn yourself and your horse out, that's still, that's still a really bright moment. Well, and that's uh, one thing that has really impressed me with getting into the world of pony club as someone who never competed in pony club that, uh, it's not just about winning at a rally. There are so mm -hmm. many opportunities. It's about the learning. It's about the journey. It's about, you know, all these different factors, the horse management. And, and I love that Pony Club has the variety and, and the focus on the learning. I think that's just so important. 
Yeah, well, I I think that I've learned I think that I've learned more more being a member and just being involved with this organization, not so much like just about the horses, but about being a human being mm-hmm. in all honesty. <laughs> That's really important. So <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us on the our first podcast as hosts together. Um, we we definitely appreciate having you on, and we appreciate everything you do in the national office. And I'm sure everybody else is appreciating everything you're doing at rallies and all the knowledge you've shared with them throughout the years. Well, thank you all for for having me. Um, anytime. <laughs> Well, I know we talked about the Retired Racehorse Project's Thoroughbred Makeover. Uh, we do have a message from the Retired Racehorse Project as they are one of Pony Club's partners. The Retired Racehorse Project's 2022 Thoroughbred Makeover and National Symposium, presented by Thoroughbred Charities of America, returns to the Kentucky Horse Park on October 12th through the 15th. Watch as over 300 recently retired thoroughbreds compete in 10 disciplines for their chance at becoming thoroughbred makeover champion. Plus, buy or adopt a thoroughbred of your own at the makeover marketplace, shop the vendor fair, and attend seminars and demos. Learn more at the rrp.org slash attend. Today, we'd like to thank title sponsor for this episode, Ohio University, and our partner, the Retired Racehorse Project. And we would like to offer a big thank you, as always, to our Pony Club corporate sponsors, Carrots, who is the official apparel sponsor, Shapley's, the official grooming product sponsor, The Horse, Triple Crown, the official feed sponsor, Wintech, the official saddle sponsor, and Zoetis, the official equine health and wellness partner. And we'd like to remind everyone, don't forget to visit shopponyclub.org for all your Pony Club needs. We have everything from gifts to Pony Club apparel to manuals and study guides. Shopponyclub.org is your one-stop Pony Club shop. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and stay tuned for our next episode next month.